Sports. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good morning and welcome to Saratoga Today, the very last day at Saratoga. It's closing day. Welcome to the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz, with my co-host, Paul Howard. Paul, do we have a visitor in the background? What's going on there? We have a friend, Howard. A special appearance today, my latest acquisition, picked up last Sunday in Saratoga. This, of course, is Cody, appropriately named. Of course, and uh, Cody looks pretty big there. Uh, what it was a few feet tall, looks like at least. Cody stands 40 inches tall. I've always wanted a lawn jockey, and I've always wanted a reason to order one. And I thought with the current goings-on and the Cody's Wish story, why not get one in Godolphin blue? So there. Perfect way to, to uh, introduce uh, Cody on our last Saratoga Today show. We got an exciting show today. We're going to very briefly, Paul, uh, talk about yesterday's very exciting spin away. Get your thoughts on meat in general, and then we'll jump in to the late pick five. And I know as you go ahead and sort of transfer yourself yeah, over. Say goodbye, Cody. Goodbye, Cody. The, as you transfer yourself over the back, let me go ahead for everyone there at home, uh, bring up. Actually, before we do that, let me, I'm just going to take you off the screen here just for a second. Before we do that, uh, let's briefly talk about some administrative items please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right hand side of the screen there and after you do that hit that notification bell we'd really appreciate that and also smash that like button smash that like button we'd also appreciate that as well of course you can listen to us on apple podcast spotify and anchor we have fantastic power picks look below the video player saturdays only uh big tracks across the country check that out Spot plays, price play, price plays, ABC grids, etc. ROI of over two dollars, and of course we have a great website, hhhracingpodcast.com. And you can follow me on Twitter. You can see on my name tag there at hcravitz. Let me go ahead and bring back Paul Halloran on the screen. There is now he's he's in his locale in the backyard. Uh, Paul, that that won't fit inside, will it? Well, I suppose it will, but you know, no, no one would be able to see it. Yeah, but then I might be uh, outside. <laughs> uh yeah i we anyone uh who was in a relationship could appreciate that paul well, let's very quickly talk about yesterday's spin away wow what a throwdown in this stretch i have to say and i'm just gonna give someone a little uh, everyone a little inside intel we played a big group uh pick six with a whole bunch of people the hhh racing podcast and got off to an unbelievable start we're alive for the first three legs, including hitting the all button when the seven horse won leg three, which was the largest price of the board. And I actually said on the show, you know, this horse looks slow, but you never know. Lascano could just walk the dog on the front end as if we haven't seen that before on the turf at Naira. But then we got stuffed into a locker in the next two races and unfortunately did not able, weren't able to even catch five out of six. But as I go ahead and very quickly bring this on the screen here, from yesterday, just the we're not going to show the replay. Your thoughts very quickly on the spin away ways and means at 45 cents the dollar gets upset by a very talented Philly in bright work. Yeah, well, I think it it illuminates Howard that it was a tough sequence. I mean, we singled the eight on our primary ticket, and and that was a very logical thing to do, yep. but you know, and and the eight very, uh, very likely. Very possibly, I won't say likely, very possibly could be the better horse going forward. But in that race yesterday, the experience edge is not to be underestimated. And not only did Brightwork have multiple starts, had uh, multiple stakes wins, I believe two coming in. So, uh, and, you know, we'll talk about the trip, but, you know, it just, it, it, it shows you, it, it kind of shows you why you, you know, in an ideal world, you go ABC um, because, you know, you could have had bright work as a B. I'll be honest with you on, on my ABC grid, I had bright work as a second day. Um, but, you know, y y everyone has a budget, right? <laughs> so, yeah. and we don't, we don't get to the all button in leg three by going too deep in the spin away. Right. Correct. So there's a, I mean, I, I guess the only thing we could have done different, I was thinking about it is, uh, 
I think you and I were both pretty high on the three in the last race, and we maybe could have yeah. down the last race a little. But you know how it <laughs> isn't it funny that when you go into these sequences and you get off to a good start, and you know you had texted yesterday, race eight's the one I'm afraid of, <laughs> of whatever race it was. No, that, that's the one race. you're afraid of is the one that always bites you in the ass. Well. You know, we could. This could be a whole show yeah. conversation. By the way, want to uh, JT Brew on the bottom of the screen. Good morning, second time starter to nice. watch your program. Thanks, JT, for watching the show. Don't make it your make it. Make sure you make it your third, fourth, and fifth time. We have shows Wednesday nights. Yeah. It's scrolling on the bottom of the screen. Uh, Paul, you know we've been doing this for a while. But we forget we have a lot of new viewers and listeners as we've been promoting through uh, Capital OTB and a lot of other places. And shout out to Matt Miller, by the way, who gave us a nice shout out on the Frank Scatoni morning show for Del Mar. Uh, we have shows, JT, it's scrolling on the bottom of the screen. Ben and Boozen, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern with our fantastic young handicappers. And Paul, they're going to talk a little NFL football as well. I mean, you have to with the NFL season starting. And then our flagship shows, JT, of course, are Thursdays, uh, 8 p.m., Eastern. And we've got Matt Bernier, another New Englander, coming on the show, Paul, Thursday to talk Kentucky Downs as he's been spending a lot of time there and working for FanDuel. So that's very exciting. But yeah, um, I, we were worried about the 10. Remember I had the 10? And I was like, I don't like this 10, but I have yeah. her on top anyway. And she was fractious in the gate, blah, blah, blah. We still went relatively deep on our pick six and just couldn't find the 11. I guess that was just bad handicapping, whatever, but you had to go eight, nine deep there probably. And then game back to bright work and ways and means. I have no regrets, Paul. I had bright work as a B minus or a C. I thought ways and means was going to be the best. I still think she's the better horse without a doubt. She got checked steady on the back stretch, ate a lot of dirt, um, was four or five wide in the stretch and lost by half a length. I def I like bright work, but I definitely want ways and means going forward, in my personal opinion. Uh, before we get into the pick five, Paul, you've been you've been up at Saratoga several times this year. Of course, you write for the Saratoga special. Just give us our hard to do, but our quick one minute, two minute summary of the meet. And obviously, if you want to include some of the negatives, it's worth discussing. But just very quickly, overall impressions of the 2023 Saratoga meet before we jump into the late pick five today. Well, I think perspective is important, Howard. Certainly, I think it's been the most challenging meet. Um, you know, with those two fatalities, Maple Leaf, Mel, and New York Thunder, there's no way you could get around that. Both winning by open lengths, both in the shadow of the wire. And, you know, it, it was it was jolting. I was there for both. I was about 30 feet away from Maple Leaf Mel. Uh, New York Thunder, I was not trackside, but I did go trackside immediately after it happened. Um, you know, and Andy Serlin got into a conversation with this on the air uh, with Maggie yesterday. You know, I do think perspective is important. Nothing is going to mitigate the loss of those two horses. Um, 66 races off the turf, four times as many as last year, four times as many as last year. Uh, it's funny how it up there when if it rains early in the meet, it seems like you're screwed and it rained. They had rain factors on opening day. So, yeah. you know, some small fields, the Kentucky downs meet at this time of year hurts a few races, but, and it's a big, but, you know, I, I always get a very melancholy feeling walking out of there for the last time yeah. on, on an particular meet. For me, it was uh, after the Sunday card last weekend after Travers day, and, you know, we build up to it so much and we look forward to it so much. And it is such a special, special place. Uh, it's the type of place where you go there once you want to go back or you go there a hundred times like me and, and you want to go back even more. And, you know, it's maybe maybe as we get a little maybe as we hit, click another furlong pole on our journey through life, Howard, and I just clicked a big one in June. I clicked the six furlong pole, if you know what I mean. Uh, six zero. Um, yeah, it's it, it's you know I just looked it up. It's three hundred and eleven days till opening day next year. <laughs> there and, you go. You know we have a we have a calendar, right? We will all gear up for the Breeders' Cup and take a little bit of a breath over the winter. Although my breathing over the winter has been severely limited since I hooked on with you, which is good. Which is good. And uh, <laughs> you know we'll be back on the Derby trip. But 
great to be there. You, you know, the, the experiences we had, you being in town, us all being there together, uh, having the Dormans uh, at our uh, location. It, so look at a very, very challenging meet, but don't let it dampen the fact that it's the, the greatest sporting venue there is. We got a lot of great comments right now in the chat. I'm going to get to some of them, but I want to echo those sentiments, Paul. I had the time of my life. I was there for a week, a week this time. Um, only my second time to Saratoga this past summer. I was there for a week. Matt Miller and I uh, went early and boy, are we happy that we went early because I saw the only Adelphi winner of the meet and it was a horse that I actually have a piece of as well. So getting a chance to be in the winner's circle. Look, Saratoga is amazing. The, the fans, the people, I have nothing but positive things to say about Saratoga in general. However, the weather really literally put a dampen a dampening on the uh, meat. And of course they can't control mother nature. A lot of races you take off the turf, a lot of scratches, changes, smaller fields, unfortunately. And then of course the tragedies, which we don't need to revisit and a little, some pick five hiccups. Look, there were issues, but Saratoga is in general, an amazing place with great people and everyone that goes there has a good time, including by the way, Patrick Kunzel, Paul, who was going to join us this morning, but apparently he's in Saratoga Springs. Apparently I think he has the Caroline street flu. If you know know what I mean, but look, he's 22 years old. We'll give him a break and he's getting ready to go back to like full-time work again. So, uh, We'll, we'll give Patrick a little bit of break for not coming out. Howard, we got to teach these young guys. You, you Don't stay out at night if you can't answer the bell the next morning. There you go. You got it. Well, that's, I'll, t- I'll have you talk to Patrick. But anyway, I will. We, got a lot, we got a lot of people watching. Let's go to some quick comments that we're going to handicap. John Fowler, I hear you at the bottom of the screen, Paul. I had the worst handicapping experience at the spa that I can ever remember. I hit the all button off and I couldn't find it enough. This meet so tough. John, I struggled this meet at Saratoga. Look, Paul, we've had a lot of really good picks and opinions on this show, on our power picks, but Saratoga is just very tough. And I found it more difficult this meet because of all the scratches and things off the turf and you got to readjust. And that just made what is always a very difficult meet that much more difficult. So I hear you, John, but stay with it. Um, Stay positive. We're going to try to crush some races today i think that's gonna there are a lot of comments please comment in the chat continue to talk in the chat and talk to each other let's get to the uh late pick five here paul which i thought was as usual uh challenging so let's go ahead and i will bring up what i need to bring up here it's gonna start in race seven today race seven here we go let me go full screen and i'll put our picks on the bottom of the screen of course the first time that paul gets to see our picks And there we go. Race seven starts the last late pick five of the year. It's an allowance race. They're going a mile to 16th. It is for the girls, and it's New York breads, and it's a big field of 12. Paul, I was told that scratches are in. So um, Nothing to speak of. Uh, Nothing to speak of Only the AEs in this race. Uh, We can go race to race, but I think in the sequence, there's only one out of the body of the race. Perfect. All right. So that's good. So late pick five, no scratches here. Field of 12. Moyline favor the number seven, overacting for Chad and Castellano. And as I bring us back on screen here, Paul, one of the big stories today, Chad Brown has a two-win lead over Linda Rice for the training title. And I checked this morning, Paul, both of these trainers have horses in eight races today. Some of them... Uh, they have in both. So Linda still absolutely has a shot to win this training title, which would be absolutely incredible. She did win it before, which people might be surprised. She did win it once. The fact that a lot of the races were taken off the turf definitely helped Chad, but Linda still had an incredible meet, obviously. Yeah, it's uh, it's a great little subplot. We talked about it Saturday morning, and you know, I think when Linda got off to the start that she did, a lot of people felt, uh, you know, that the regression to the mean was going to come into play, which it did. But, you know, I mean, and for her stock versus Chad's stock, you know, they're both tremendous trainers. You know, this is the classic underdog story, though, right? Yeah. And she did win it in, I believe it was 2009, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, it's – and I, I, I went through last night, Howard, and – 
she's got a puncher's chance. And this first race that we're going to talk about in the sequence is going to be important because uh, Chad's going to yep. probably have the favorite. And we should say that uh, Ways and Means getting beat kind of kept her in the hunt because yes. Chad would have been up three going into today. Uh, you've got smoky eyes on top here, Paul, for Christoph Clement. And let's not give short shrift to the Clements who are hitting at 20% this meet and have a chance to finish fourth in the standings, which I think where they are right now. But smoky eyes, second off the layoff, coming out of the Susie O'Kane, fast pace, closed, faded a little bit late, has a big shot here if she can take a step forward at 5 1 morning line for the Reeves uh, ownership, who the Clements. Uh, sort of their main client, I would say, right now. Yeah, and I agree with you, uh, Howard. If you look at the trainer list, don't forget the Clements and don't forget Bill Mott, you know, yes. both of whom have had tremendous meets. I, I have in my notes, um, I think that uh, Irad will be a little more aggressive with this horse uh, okay. than he was last time. Uh, he was fourth last time trying to close – uh, into that pace in the Susie O'Kane silver skillet is it, it has put together two really good races in a row as did orange freeze burnt again's not terrible so I thought that field was okay um, you know coming back off the New York bread steak into the New York bread allowance I think again Irad will be a little more aggressive and have this horse in position and and you know I see we both have them third you know again I think this is a Chad favorite you're supposed to try to beat with the seven yeah, we'll talk about the seven in a second. I think the whole key to well, let me show the seven. Overacting is a horse I know well. And the reason I know well is because I had a horse that I partial ownership in this race, a horse named Splashy for Adelphi. Uh, that was the last race, Paul, if you recall that day, because you were there. Yeah. Um, or actually, yeah, you were there. That was your first day. No, I was day, not I there that day. That was race. Uh... Oh, you weren't there yet. Oh, okay. wait a minute. Actually, you know what? Is that, I thought is you that were the there. Day? But anyway. Is that the... Was that the day you won? Yeah, it was race six. No, it was the day before I won. But anyway, that it was a Saturday, okay. the day before. Yeah, I, I, I got there Sunday. Okay, my bad. Anyway, there it was. There was shockingly there was a, a rainstorm, and <laughs> it was the last race they ran that day on the turf, and it was extremely soft. And overacting was not bet, Paul. You can see it was eight to one, uh, even though it was a Chad, and she just went to the lead into fast fractions. Believe me, those fractions are fast. You see the red-coated numbers. You see the fractions. You're like, they don't look fast. That was a very boggy turf course. And she just outlasted everyone. Uh, you'd think she's going to be better here. So, obviously, she has a shot. The key to me in this race is what the three does. Spooky Lady. This is the whole key to the race. Because if Spooky Lady sends, like, um, she should be going for Ruben Silvera, that is going to make overacting work a little bit harder. And... You never know around here, Paul, but I just have to believe the three is going to go and at least keep the pace honest, or maybe your six is going to go a little bit as well. And I thought there could be some pace. I'm going to go with a little bit of fuzzy. I'm going snowy evening. And, you know, this is a, a bit of a guess. She's she's nothing spectacular. Owned, by the way, by Steve Christ of Horse Racing Drillism fame, who won with your thin white Duke. He also had partial ownership of that horse. I think this horse will be better in this race than last time. She was wide, had no chance. I think she'll take back, make one big run for Johnny V. I'm hoping the race falls apart. This is not a real strong pick of mine, but I just, I don't love the seven here. And I'm sort of fishing for a closer. I'm not sure the six is really that good. And so I'm going to go with a little bit of a price here with snowy evening. You've got the 10 second. We'll move on here after you talk about the 10 waterville who's a horse i've chased a lot paul and i'll be honest she closes but she just never gets there this is the other clement for flavian she needs a pace meltdown to win this race but she's not impossible if, the, if they hook up well you can't chase this horse how this horse is a closer you should be in front of this horse that's well why you know I'm what kidding. i mean i've <laughs> I, i've been disappointed with this horse i just don't yeah, have her i will tell you though I, think I don't if, know if the race falls apart as you're hoping for the four uh, I think this 10 could be pretty tough. Uh, I, okay. I have not, you know, have not been on her. But if you look at the running lines, New Guinea, four back, came back and won the Yadu. Yep. Um, Silver Skillet, we just talked about. Stella Mars, uh, who, who is in this race. Uh, yeah, it, if and, and you get Pratt back on board. So yep. I think if, if someone's going to win from 
way back, I, I think this horse has a shot. Definitely a board presence either way. I think so. Paul, we have literally hundreds of people watching, but we've got a problem, folks. I only see 15 likes right now. Please go to YouTube. You're, if you're on YouTube, and a lot of you are, I know, go to the bottom of the screen. There's a thumbs up button. If you're enjoying what you're watching, please hit that like button. Again, what that does, it sends the YouTube generators, the computer generators, uh, and it tells people that watch YouTube that to go to our show. So, And we get more likes. We get more listens. We get more follows. We get more sponsorship, blah, blah, blah. So please hit – there we go. Now we're up to 24 just like that. I love our – our viewers are awesome. Please keep – you can only do it once. This is not like Chicago, Paul, where you can vote more than once. You can only hit that like button more than once. Uh, but please make sure you do that. All right, let's go ahead and move on, Paul. We're going to move on to race eight here. Uh, race eight is – coming up right now on the screen here we go race eight race eight is an allowance race and i thought a real tricky one six furlongs they're going it's uh, on the dirt this is for new york breads again more line favorite is the number eight win for gold a very fast gelding for the uh for carmouche's riding also this is for the 10 strike connections he won last time can he win again uh, he can but neither one of us are going with the eight you're gonna we are very different in this race by the paul very different you're going with the 10 always charming for claceris and irad four to one from the outside yeah that was a uh if you watch that race that was a sneaky bad trip the horse was in tight pretty much okay. throughout including in the stretch all right um I think the way this race goes is the six and eight are going to battle. And I think it might be a decent pace. And I think the 10 catches both of them. I honestly don't think it's anything beyond those three on the win end. Uh, in an ideal world, on I'd go three deep on a caveman. You'll see later on. I did not do that on an ABC grid. I'd certainly, these would be the three I'd be using, but I just think this is based on how I think the race is going to be run and the trip that Irad's going to get. It's going to be an opposite from last time when he was on the rail to start and pretty much in tight throughout. Interesting. Okay, I'll have to go back. I did not watch the replay of the 10. I might need to do that. My only concern with the 10 is, although he's improving, it's a wide post and he's been inside. And as you said, I guess he studied, but... In this situation, I'm not sure he's like a deep closer. So if the pace really hooks up, I'm not sure this one is capable of closing from deep. I'm going to use him defensively on your word there, and I'll watch the replay. But I wasn't overly enamored with always charming, but I, I understand your thought there, and you could absolutely be right. I'm going with the six, and you know usually I wouldn't go with this horse because, like you said, the eight, win for gold, is going to have the lead. Like if this horse breaks, he's very fast. He freaked last time. I just have a hard time believing he's going to run back to that. I mean, it was his best race ever. He's coming back in a few weeks here. Um, I don't know. I mean, unless this horse is really improving, I'm a bit dubious. And I think, and we'll have to see how it does, I think Tyler G is capable of sitting off. Like, for example, in the seven furlong race in May, let me go full screen here. <clears throat> in the seven furlong race in May, he was able to sit off. Then he was on turf. And then last time he you know, was up to a fast pace going seven ball. So, again, I really, really like the cutback here. I don't think Be the Boss is going to have the lead. But when Win for Gold falters, in my opinion, I think Be the Boss is going to be right there and one, the one to pick up the pieces there and can stalk and finish. Another horse I wanted to mention is the nine, who's a little bit of a price for me here. Uh, Kalalo, Kalalu. I think Kalalu probably 90 buyer last time off a layoff for David Donk. I got a feeling this horse is going to close Paul and it may not look like it on paper, but this horse is off the layoff has been working. Well, is only a four-year-old has upside and Paul last three starts was in open company starter allowance. I just have a gut feeling that this nine is going to run a, a big race and come from off the pace today which I think is going to have to. The nine is my sort of bomb sneaky horse here in this affair. Final yeah, thoughts, yeah. yeah, I watched that race, Howard, and he did kind of grind it out uh, in that race. I, I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. The 90 looks a, a little high, okay. uh, 
based on, but you know, I, I do agree. You know, it could be if, if the race falls apart a little bit, I don't think it's going to fall apart, but I do think it's going to want be one from behind and is one of the players. Yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about, you know, I think asymmetric is not completely impossible from the inside for Chad, you know, these Chad horse, I mean, they always try, but you know, they're cranked up for today. At least you would think agility is one for 15, but has numbers, Paul, that are clearly good enough to win. I'm just sick of this horse finishing, you know, second or third. So I couldn't put him on top But the, the Newport bridge is sort of fast early. The, this is a, this is a real tricky race. If win for gold wins this race, Paul, I will just tip my cap. I mean, I've got him in third and I'm using it, but he's not one of my top choices. This, this is a little bit of a New York bred war, this race, a tough race. Newport Bridge could be one of those um, we're serious about trying to win the training title entries, running back on eight days rest. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't really like that. But listen, you, it's hard to blame them. I just hope they're all healthy and ready to go. I'm sure they are. Let's go ahead and take off the ticker here and go to race nine. There's our ticker on the bottom of the screen for race nine. This is a maiden special way. I'll go ahead and put it on the screen here. Right now, this is a five and a half furlong main special weight on the turf. Uh, you said there's no scratches, right? We don't have to worry about any scratches in these races. Just the correct? MTO. Perfect. All right, good. Nice to see. Wish it was that way all meet, but listen, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, field of 11. Morning line favorite is the, I think, deserved morning line favorite, the number three American know-how for Morley and Castellano. That's the direction you're going. We're both going three five five three here. I think it's a three horse race on the win end, Howard. Uh, I okay. wouldn't rule out Alexis Zorba, Chad Brown's horse, and the eight who was entered earlier in the meet and scratched. I believe it was okay. one of those many days that got taken off. Chad is thirty six percent off this type of layoff. Um, the horse that beat him uh, in his finale last year, Battle of Normandy. Ran a good third in the Dueling Grounds Derby at Kentucky Downs just yesterday. Um, the two horses that beat Alexis Zorber in Ireland last year, Blackbeard and Little Big Bear, Little Big Bear were the two top two-year-olds in the country, both of whom became Group 1 winners. So this horse is, is also a factor. Then you have the the, the direct off the boat Euro, David Duggan's horse, who's coming off also a year layoff. Um, which is not a good number. David's 0 for 10 at this, this at this type of layoff. Uh, I, I think the the horse to beat is the three. Uh, those those other two horses have maybe one knock against them. This three ran well last time in a race with City Fever, who's a good horse. Cigaro, cigarette boat, who ran um, uh, third in that race, ran a good second at Kentucky Downs on Saturday race. I believe uh, he led. Uh, so I, I think all in all, uh, post position wise as well, I think the three is the pick, but I uh, will definitely be using the five and eight. I, you know, I, all of our young, uh, great handicappers, I thought would soon be sleeping and Charlie Freeman's up Char from the Ohio State University, Charlie <laughs> Freeman. Thanks for joining the show. Three has to win in this spot. Zero excuses not to Charlie. I hear you. Um, the three is definitely the horse to beat. I do have some concerns, um, and let me, let me talk about the three. These these trainers tend to you know run back horses quickly. I had this conversation actually with Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse last Thursday. Paul, sometimes these trainers like rush horses back to get one more start in them. I'm not saying American Know How is one of those, and it's definitely the horse to beat. I'm slightly concerned about the quick turnaround for American Know How. I'm also concerned that he has no work since now. Maybe he didn't need any works. I'm sure he's going to the track every day. I don't know, Paul. I'm, I'm slightly concerned about that. He's definitely the horse to beat. I'm going to go up to five. Now, I, I hear you on David Duggan. And over 10, pretty small sample size. Yeah. Um, I think this horse is a different kind of horse, though, that he has off the layoff. Let me talk about Borletti just a little bit. Six to one morning line. This horse was involved in some pretty darn good races last year in – Europe, and the one I really want to mention is the one here that we're. I don't know if you could see this here. There we go. On June twenty fifth of the Cura, he was one hundred and fifty to one. Paul, one hundred and fifty <laughs> to one in that race, only lost a length and three quarters, and was right there with Blackbeard. Now, if you don't know who Blackbeard is, Blackbeard is a very nice or was a nice 
horse last year for Aiden O'Brien. Um, obviously, that was his best effort. He didn't run back to those, you know, very well the rest of the year. I'm very concerned about the layoff, obviously. This is the benefit of the workout reports. Paul, this horse has nice workout reports, yep. especially the last one, 47 breezing on the dirt. I think unlike most euros, he's going to show <laughs> speed. Uh, and you want to show speed in this kind of race. Obviously, I'm guessing here, but this horse has early speed. He's got Rosario. Um, I think he's going to be aggressive. I don't see a ton of early speed in this race, actually, for a turf sprint. If he can break out of the gate and be up close early, I have a feeling Borletti has a huge shot to win this race. I'm going to let the board tell. If this horse is like 7-8-1, to one, I think he's dead on the board. If he's... Seven to two, three to one, look out. I, I think Borletti is really interesting. Very quickly about your eight. I'm against the eight, and I have the eight third. I know the eight can win. Alexis Zorba. This horse was slow last year for Chad. Now off a year layoff. Now, obviously, actually, sorry, he was not trained by Chad last year. I, I apologize. He was trained by Joseph O'Brien. Um, obviously, Chad's can win off the layoff. The workout report was, eh wasn't great and he's very slow unless chad gets this three-year-old really improved i think this is a tough spot for him facing older i'm going to use him but i'm going to use him very defensively i'm just not i don't know uh, he's gonna be bet because it's chad i'm not sure they deserve that the other one i want to mention and i don't i'm using the source underneath paul is a bomb i want to throw some price source out it's number nine off the clock off the clock was in a maiden 40 last time so you're like, how are this horse doesn't class up? You might be right, but this horse has turf breeding on the dam side and has been working very well. So I'm a little bit interested to see what the nine does. Probably not on top, but maybe underneath. I just, I don't know what it is, Paul. There's something about this three horse I don't trust today. Well, you know, again, I, I see that, um, but I, I do think the, you know, you made a good point. On, on why the eight might not be a straight A and a good point on why the five might not be, could be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't look at Tom Morley as a guy who was in a, you know, necessarily in a hurry to, to run them back yeah, just for the sake enough. of running another one. This, it, this horse is clearly stabled. You know, Tom keeps us a, a good chunk of his stable at Belmont. In fact, he's down there every week. By the way, Mike Monroe must be drinking this morning. Paul is sharp. Mike, I've you're barely, always, Paul, you're barely up this morning, Paul. I have always felt that Mike is one of our sharpest observers. <laughs> just um, kidding, Paul. Just kidding, yeah, Paul. Yeah, Mike. So, you know, again, I firmly, firmly believe it's one of those three. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. I, I'm not going to doubt that. I'm just the horses that are going to be betting this race don't have to win necessarily. I, I think, I think, I think you might want to spread. Uh, that's just my opinion. It just seems like again five turf these turf sprints. Yeah, well, when you, you get know. to the next race, buddy, if you want to talk about spreading, you better you better save the spread a little bit. All right, well, let's do that. Let's do that right now. The next race, wow, what wow. a great race this is! Every year, there's one horse. This is the hopeful. Let me bring it up on screen here. The hopeful, Grade One, one of the top two year old races in the country every year. It's $300,000. They are stretching out to seven furlongs. This is the boys. Let me take the banners off the screen so we're not confused. In fact, Paul, I'm not going to put the banners up yet. I'm going to dramatic for our picks here. Uh, this is the boys version of the spin away, of course. You see the field here of 11. It is a loaded field with all the top connections. Very fast two-year-olds with big-time futures here. The more line favorite is a number seven, Muth. For Bafford, who sang this horse in from the West Coast for Flavian at five to two. Paul, let's see what we're gonna do here, sir. Drum roll, please. Here are our picks for the hopeful and Paul is chalking out in this race with Mr. Baffert and people. If you squint, Paul, do you see a seven for Howard? No. No seven anywhere, Paul. How about that? Well I'm going to tell you what, Howard, I think he wins or, you know, you're not going to find him. And I believe okay. me, you know, I'm never defaulting to a Baffert. Um, no, I, I think Prince of Monaco is an absolute monster based on watching the replay. Put up a 103 in that race. Then I go to the workout reports and see an A minus 
which, as you know, is highly, highly unusual. And Toby Terrell, who is the West Coast clocker for DRF, does a great job. Uh, I will say for a two-year-old, shipping across the country on three weeks rest is a big ask. But you know what, Howard? I'm watching the Del Mar races this weekend and, you know, certainly not inferring that anything nefarious is a play, but you watch these Baffert horses get hooked and then they just re-break and go on like there's you know, no problem. I'll just go on to a second and third gear. Look, at I'm going in a caveman. I'm six deep in this race when we get to a – I think we're going to do a pick five ticket today because it's closing day. Uh, I can I think at least six can win, so this is no strong opinion, but based on the speed figure – who we ran with in the workout, I ended up putting him in and Pratt, who just won the pack classic out there for Baffert Saturday. Paul, I totally get it. And the great, this is the great thing about this sport, right? You, I could be completely wrong. You could be completely wrong today. We're very different. That's great. I like when we're different because it gives people a chance uh, to make their own decisions and to comment in the chat. Let me just warn some people about, about Muth here. And I talked with the Benton Boozen boys on Wednesday about Annapolis this past Saturday. One thing I have been much better at the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years, Paul, of my handicapping is not just picking the obvious choice, especially when they look better by the numbers. And Muth, who absolutely can win, might run off the screen and I could look like a complete fool, and that's fine. Muth is one of those horses that looks real obvious on paper, that I don't like in this race on the win end. Obviously you can get in the money, whatever, but on the win end, let me explain why people can agree or disagree in the chat. Uh, yes. He's run a 90 and a 93. He's been visually good. Uh, he's been out in Del Mar. The ship across the country in three weeks is a major, major concern for me, Paul, because sometimes they just don't handle it. He's never gotten on a plane. Number one. Number two, that A-minus work that you saw, Paul, was before the best pal. That was not after the last race. It was before. He was cranked up for that race, and he ran pretty well. And, yes, Princess of Monaco is a freak. I do not think this horse wants to go seven, Paul, at least not right now. I The impression I get from this horse watching him is that he's very fast and talented. But you know what? There's a lot of fast, talented horses in this race. He's got to stretch out another furlong. He's going across the country in three weeks. He has one one short work, and this just feels like where it's it's a it's the hopeful. It's a Grade One. It's a big race. You're not going to get this kind of prestige out on the West Coast, and they're just coming here thinking they can catch some horses that aren't quite as good. I'm against him. I'm using him very defensively. I don't like Muth in this spot at all. I love to hear what people say in the chat. So please comment in the chat. How big are is everyone on Muth today? And I don't, I don't, five to two, Paul. Um, I think the source is more like nine to five. I think he's going to get pounded, actually. Howard, that workout was on August 28th, the A minus, by the way. It was. Okay. Well, it was very, it was very, well, it was a slow work. So I'd have to, hey, I don't look, know. That's, you don't have to convince me to try to beat a Baffert at Sarah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But, but it's not just would, the work, it's everything else. I don't think the source wants to go ship, seven. Paul. I, I don't think that I think the ship has become a little less of a factor. I think the ship comes into play just with a two-year-old, maybe more than anything else. But look at I told you I'm six deep and, and I had to cut yeah. down to get there. So yeah. Uh we have a lot of people here. We have a, a, a comment that Muth just scratched. Is that accurate? Whoa. Really? That's what uh Drama DeLupo said. Uh, if, if you want to confirm that, that is disappointing actually for me, cause I was trying to beat him. Um, so I know people have more information. I don't see any reason why David would, would not be, why that wouldn't be true, but I'd love to get confirmation from some other people. Um, let's see. Yep. Sarah, oh Sarah there's a political, there's a political comment that I'm not going to put on the, uh, screen there. I'm just leave that alone. We stay away from politics on this show. Um, Mike, Mike Fardella, uh, thanks, Mike Fardella, another new name. Hit the like button. Yeah, there's like 140 people. There's 147. When people see that number, that's just on YouTube, Paul. There are many, many, many other people watching on Facebook, on Twitter, on many other places. So that's just on YouTube right now. But thanks, Mike. Uh, Muth is scratched? Yes. I, we just, I just wasted three minutes. All right. Well, Muth is out. 
So you're going 5'11", who, Paul? Who would be your third choice, so people know? Iowa going 5'11". My third choice is going to be the um, moder- uh, the 9, whose buyer, if you're looking at DRF, the 9 shows a 66. The buyer people did something very unusual. They went back yeah. and changed it to an – they upped everyone by 19 points. Because the five horses coming out of that maiden race in their next start off the original buyer improved by an average of 31 points, which they felt yes. was. So uh, Valentine Candy with an 85, I will use now in third. A lot of people are confirming that Muth is scratched. Yes, Valentine Candy, that 66 is not accurate. They moved it up to an 85, like Paul said. So just keep that in mind because some horses have come out of that race and they just they readjusted. Paul, I'm going <laughs> I'm going with Pirate here. And this is a bit of a stab, although with Muth out, I think that helps Pirate just because it's one more to the inside. It's one less speed horse that he has to worry about. Pirate was very impressive. This was like, I think this was the opening was was, was July fifteenth the first day of the meet? I think it was. I think this was actually. I think it was the first Saturday. Okay, the first Saturday. Excuse me, the first Saturday of the meet. And this horse was a buzz horse, Paul. And he went off at thirty five cents to the dollar. Took a lot of heat early from just for actually from one horse, and then Just Steel, who's in this race, who is the number one horse, came to his outside, and he just shoot off Just Steel like Just Steel was nothing. And I watched the gallop out very carefully. And I'd love to get comments by Maiden Focus, who's in the chat. For those of you who don't know who Maiden Focus is in the chat, Paul, he actually used to work in the industry. And he, he has a lot of intel. He's a very sharp handicapper. So Maiden Focus, I know you're listening. If you want to comment on anything about Pirate um, in terms of his prospects and his works before his first race, etc. But anyway... Pirate is very well meant from the start. I think he went to the lead, Paul, because he had to in his first race. Right? He had the rail. They had to send him. He's by uh, by Omaha Beach. I have a Medallia Dorado uh, mare who went long. I think Castellano will just break and let o- other horses go. I'm not worried about the distance. And I also like the fact that he's had some rest, Paul. A lot of these horses are coming back in like three, four weeks. He's been given like six weeks since his debut, which tells me Pletcher had one specific plan for this horse, Paul, and that's to run him here in the hopeful. So it's a bit of a stab, a bit of a guess. I like Pirate quite a bit in this race to stock the speed. Thoughts on Pirate, Paul? You have him third. Uh, you, you had him third originally, so you like him also. Yes, and I thought coming out of that race, albeit on opening weekend, that he would be a serious uh, candidate for the hopeful. Um I will say I wa- he, he was impressive, as you said. He he did get to the lead. Um, he, he's a half to national treasure, by the way. So oh. you've got to think more distance is, is going to be better for him. Uh, it is interesting that Irad goes to the 11, but he might <laughs> he, he might be. He doesn't want to have Mike Rapoli knocking on well, his door. That, I mentioned that in our, in our power picks this morning, that I'm not yeah. too worried about that. Because people might want Irad on the eleven, but Irad's going to ride for a poly. So yeah, and again, so I do like pilot. I I thought a pirate. I thought Howard in the uh, as far as the BU, the ten and the one. I, I thought the uh, if this one had a different post, you know, Locked was also in that race last yeah, time. Locked wow. came back and won at a low low price. Oh. Um, you know, this is a tough in this field. This is a tough spot to be down on the rail going seven, but I'll be honest with you it, with, without post position, I would take just steel over BU coming out of that race. However, post positions are what they are. So I will, you know, I can see why Irad goes with uh, BU. So uh, look, how Valentine candy, we haven't talked about broke like they, no. like they opened the gate for him uh, a half second early. Right. Gold uh, sweep. I- uh, someone just mentioned gold sweep in the. Hey seat. Paul, can I can I just go back to BU for a second? I'm sorry to interrupt yes. you. Absolutely. BU was stuck on the inside, sort of like that horse you like earlier in the allowance race. Um, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree. I just want to push back a little bit to give people some perspective. People can go back and watch that race. I thought BU was stuck on the inside, took a ton of dirt, came to the outside, and then was green and battling, and it was it was a war down to the wire. I much prefer the ten hole though today. I agree with you. So between the 10 and the one, I prefer the 10, but I just, it was a strong race. 
Um, obviously, the horse can win. There's other horses, though, to like. You mentioned Gold Sweep, and I know Main Focus also brought Gold Sweep. This is a horse that had trouble in his debut, won the Tremont like, like he was going to be a monster. And then in the Stanford, and that's a race I know very well, Paul, we, we, we were doing a live broadcast at an OTB for a pool party for Hawthorne Racecourse that day. And so most, most of the HHH Racing Podcast crew was out there, and we were like single to gold sweep on anything. He got a horrific trip. I'm not going to show the replay. It was a complete disaster. And, yes, his buyer went way down. I don't know if he's quite as talented as some of these others because he got off to an earlier start this year, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> There's no way I'm not using this horse for Asperson. I think he can sit off the pace. I think he's talented, and with a good trip, I think he can win also, even though I don't have him in my top three. I'll have him as a C. He did. He stumbled badly at the break, and then, as someone pointed out, he was wide throughout. And the race was won by a pox shipper, Yo-Yo, well, a pox trainer, Danny Velasquez, Yo-Yo Candy at 46 to 1. We also haven't mentioned Timberlake, who I have as an A in this race, Howard, who in his opener uh, was even money to rhyme schemes. Uh, didn't run well, but Rhyme Schemes, all he did was come back and win the Saratoga Special by nine and a half. He's a monster for Norm Cassie. And then Timberlake came back off that race going seven at Ellis to win by nine and a half himself. So, again, this race is absolutely minefield after minefield. On Timberlake, that comes out of a live race. There's two horses that finished second and third that came back to win, although Can Group won with a 54. But West Saratoga, who's a dirt horse, came back and won with a 79. I think some people are going to discount this race a little bit because Alice Park was speed favoring Paul, and which is true. Be careful. This is a this is a very well-bred horse that cost 350 for St. Elias uh, Stables, who's usually, you know, with um, you know, Irad and Pletcher, but this St. Elias horse is with Brad Cox. Don't give short shrift on this horse. He's been working very well here. I just think there's a lot of speed. I've got him in second, though. I think he's fascinating. I think he's really talented. This is just, this is a very, even without Muth, that's fine. Bob, you can, whatever. It was it was a vet scratch, looks like. Whatever. Take the yeah. respect. And, and, and I'll tell you this, Howard, and I know started. people people are going to default now. I, on paper, and I did not like the other Baffin in here, even a little bit, Mission Beach. No, I agree. So you can, uh, he's going to be bet more now that this other Baffin scratched. Uh, he is one of the four or five I don't think will win, but we'll see. No, I don't, you know, Starlight, he's really, I, I sort of feel like he was just coming over with, with, um, uh, with Muth sort of just, uh, you know, as a, as a barn mate yeah. kind of thing. And we yeah. might as well just run, you know, bring another one over. I don't like Mission Beach at all uh, in this spot. So anyway, I'm disappointed Muth is not running selfishly for me because I was going to try to beat him. And anyway, so many great comments in the chat, Paul. Yeah. We're talking about this race for a while, but it's worth <laughs> mentioning. It's a grade one. We're going to see some of these horses, Paul, absolutely in either Champagne and or the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, you would think. And it's a very tough race. I'm just fascinated to see who's going to handle the extra distance there. Sorry, it looks like a little blurry. There we go. The extra distance. Um, I think the juveniles are really good this year, boys and girls. They, I've seen a lot of fast babies this year, Paul. I would agree. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the last race. Great. Good luck to everyone in the hopeful. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic race for sure that we'll have – implications going forward the last race so paul the last race of the meet we'll all shed a little bit of a tear or not some people are like see you saratoga i don't need you anymore i get that from a pocketbook standpoint but it is it is always a great time up in saratoga so race 11 i love how they end this ball new york breads as it should be going two turns on the turf and it this is a this is a tricky race here let me go ahead and bring it up race 11 right here uh, it is a field. What, what do we got here with scratches, Paul, in the last? Just the uh, AEs just, are out? Just the AEs. Okay, beautiful. Field of 12. Moyline favorite is the number 11. Lieutenant Mitchell for Rice and Ortiz. And also, Chad Brown <laughs> has the five fake celebrity. Who knows? The entire training title, Paul, 
might have just come down to New York bred maidens on the turf. But you know what, Paul? It is not a maiden 40. It is a maiden special eight. So we'll give him at least that much credit. Let me go ahead and bring the banners up on the screen. Our last picks here. There you go. Again, very different. I'm going 5, 12, 11. Paul's going 8, 10, 11. Paul, you're going to go with Clement. And Franco with Chuligan has one race under his belt this year. Yes, I am. Um, you know, I do think the 11 is going to be a little over bet here because it's Linda and Jose who I believe have won at last count 16 times together, something like that. Um, in any event, um, yeah, uh, again, this is a play that I, I think, you know, Manny will be way more aggressive, uh, a guy like Manny. Uh, justify, uh, we've talked about a lot. Pete has mentioned many times, uh, does well, does much better with his turf rooters, perhaps than anything else. 14%. You know, the dam is an interesting dam won the Philly and mayor sprint on dirt at 66 to one. Yes, she goal. did have one turf win though. And the grand dam of this horse was a graded stakes winner on turf. So pedigree-wise, uh, this horse is, is just fine. B works on the report. Um, Clement uh, having a very good meet, especially with the New York Reds, won a couple of stakes last Sunday. So, yeah, I, I, I ended up on this guy. Almost picked the 10, almost picked the 11, but put them underneath the 8. Paul, you know I got mad love and respect for you and the Clements. I do not have inside intel on this horse. I know I've talked on this show. I, I know – the stable a little bit. I do not have intel here. Again, this is a situation where I normally would love this horse, Paul. I don't like the one month gap in the works at all. Uh, look carefully, everyone, and you can make a decision for yourself. Worked on July 20, was working steadily, Paul, and then didn't work for a month. And knowing the Clements and knowing their operation, that means something was going on. Either the horse got sick or had a little foot issue or something. I don't know. I would normally like this horse, and I could be completely wrong about him today. I don't like that gap, and I'm sure he's feeling okay. But keep in mind a horse uh, that they ran called Big Invasion earlier, who had very, who had gaps in his works and did not win as a as a favorite earlier uh, this week. So I'm not saying this eight can't win. I'm just concerned about the works. I don't have a lot of information on the five fake celebrity. I will tell you on fake celebrity, the Chad Furster. The practical jokes are only 6%, 6% in turf roots. I'm sure you looked that up. And I normally I'd be like, whoa, that, that's a big negative. However, the dam was uh, a pretty was pretty decent on the turf side. Let me show the dam here, breeding on the turf. The dam was staked on the turf and has some uh, turf breeding. So the dam side, there is some turf breeding. And here's my angle, for better or for worse, Paul, and call me crazy. This is the last race of the meet. And Chad has Irad on a maiden that he could run a lot of maidens in this race for New York Reds. And he's got this one where maybe the meat title could be on the, on the line. I might be overlooking it. I just have a feeling this horse can run. And I don't always feel about that, but the angle there that it's the last meet might come down to a training title. I don't know, but I think this horse is live. I just don't like a lot of others in here. You mentioned the 11. I mean, Nah, I don't know. I guess the 11 can win. Doesn't do much for me, really. Uh, you've got, uh, you mentioned the 10 and the, actually, you haven't mentioned the 10 yet. Let's quickly talk about our second choices. And then we'll, we're going to show our pick five tickets, everyone today. So bear with us. We're going a little bit longer. We are going to show our p late pick five tickets. And also I want to give a shout out to Adelphi in a second. Also talk about pre de West, who is scratched in a race for Bill Mott. The, uh, sorry, the race was scratched off the, turf now pre de west gets what he wants in theory with a ton of turf breeding on the dam side for sure yeah th this this was he ran um pretty well in that race i thought uh, really yeah. contested contested the pace it wasn't a you know ridiculously fast pace it was out of the wilson shoot uh contested the pace and as we said he clearly wants turf uh mott in this circumstance um dirt to turf uh, to uh this type of layoff, second off, this type of layoff is 16%. And then dirt to turf, maiden roots, it drops down to 
Um, you mentioned the dam side. Two of this, two siblings of pre-Duest, one on turf. So, yes, the, the breeding is there. Um, you know, again, uh, the only thing I'd say about your, I don't disagree with you on the five, Howard, but I also don't think Chad has a barn full of New York breads either. <laughs> I, I, Fair I enough. Think he, I think he, uh, it's more probably a handful. Okay. Uh, but I, but that, that's, I, a, that's I, a fair I get point. That. It's a fair point. <clears throat> but I just don't I'll like the rest right. of this field. This is more of a great pick, Paul. I don't I don't love the eleven here. I'm not yeah, sure the eleven's got a lot of upside. I know the horse improved, but I, I just I don't know. Can I talk about the twelve for a second? Because this is my long shot play of this race. Sure. It's a baby get out. And I've been very good lately, Paul, with last race speed horses on the turf, if you've been paying attention, because the last two days I've had the three horse both at prices. Actually, yesterday was two to one. But the day before, I picked a three horse uh, on the turf who showed speed. This horse is going to show speed. Scaramanga for Kelly Breen. Uh, off a layoff. Has shown a lot of speed in the winter. Now, you're like, how are the buyers are way? The buyers are way too low. Maybe. Breen, or definitely not maybe. The buyers are too low right now. Breen is very good off the layoff. This horse has been working well. And take a look at the breeding on the dam side, especially. This is Munnings. Look at Judy's Chance. Judy's Chance, the mother, was a very good distance turf horse. And there are, I believe there are, actually there are no babies here. Is this, no, actually, Scaramanga is the only uh, baby. But as you saw, Judy's Chance, Paul, was a distance turf horse. And if I'm looking for a fuzzy in this race, What's wrong with going to Kelly Breen? I think this horse is going to be sent hard. If he can clear, which I see no reason why this horse can't clear if he's sent hard. If he's ready, I think Scaramanga, the 12, is fascinating at a price to take them a very long way. That would be my long shot here in the finale. Paul, any final thoughts before we show our pick five tickets? No, I mean, the dam won six times on turf. Munnings yeah. is okay. 10% yeah. with turf rooters. Uh, the 12 is fuzzy. not... Uh, 12 is not outstanding on the inner. Uh, although our boy Dracone won from the 12 at this, this very, uh, he was at a mile, which is even more difficult than this. So, uh, yep. yeah, I mean, look at <laughs> no one's going to be shocked, Howard, if the tote board gets blown up in the finale. No, uh, before we show our late pick five tickets, and please stick around for another few more minutes, everyone. We're going to show our late pick five tickets and wrap up the show. Adelphi has been a fantastic sponsor of this podcast for uh, quite a while now, and we really appreciate their sponsorship. Matthew Tear, managing partner. As uh, most of you know, I own several horses or, uh, with Adelphi, pieces of many of them. And one particular horse that is coming back very soon, Paul, very excited, is Funny How. Let's see a commercial for Adelphi and their talented uh, – Mare, actually Philly, excuse me, four-year-old, of which I have a small piece of. Funny how. Welcome to the Adelphi Racing Club experience. Take ownership of stakes-winning thoroughbreds like Funny How racing at the highest level circuits. Funny How is in front. It's Funny How who's up by three lengths, approaching the 16th pole. It's all Funny How. Funny How, Katie Davis more than amused. Funny How wins the Broadway. Contact us online to get a taste of the Adelphi difference and come hang with us this Saratoga meet. There's funny how funny how was given some time off, uh, had a little minor physical issue. We gave her a little time off. She's coming back, I believe, in a week or two at uh, the Big A in a N3X race that I think is New York Reds or might even be open company. But funny how is uh, coming back soon. Paul, let's go ahead with our pick five tickets to wrap up the very last Saratoga Today show. Your late pick five is on the bottom of the screen. We don't usually do this uh, for Saratoga Today, but I thought since it's the last day, here you go. Paul's late pick five, six, seven, ten, with ten, with three, five, eight, with one, five, nine, ten, eleven. We'll get Paul's addition in that race in a second if he wants to, with eight. 10 11. Paul, do you want to add a horse in the hopeful? Oh, that's what a bonus this is. Of course, I want to add a horse right. in the hopeful. Who do I have? You have one, five, nine, 10, 11 right now. I would add the six gold sweep. Okay. Paul's going one, five, six. 
nine ten eleven paul your 81 ticket you're sitting the 10 who i don't even have in my top three and like two so either you're going to be unbelievably smart here and i'm going to be stupid or the other way around but anyway talk about your pick five ticket yeah it, it's it's a very aggressive single howard uh again uh, I'll, I'll likely be abc but i just think uh i needed to be on a caveman i needed to single somewhere and in order to do what i want to do in the hopeful so um Again, I, I think in that race, we talked about the race. I think the eight goes the lead. The six sits off, probably goes by at some point, and I think the 10 catches both of them. But, you know, um, you know, we had a, a fairly aggressive single in leg one yesterday. I didn't think it was going to be eight to five. But, uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what I'm doing, and uh, I hope to be uh, alive. <laughs> I hope to be alive through the hopeful with those six and have three going in the finale. There you go. And Jimmy, uh, too, yes, uh, agrees with your pick five or uh, likes your pick five. So good luck to Paul and Jimmy. Here's my late pick five. Let's see if we can close out the meet with a score. Now, I want to mention – now, the 13 is out of race. Uh, yeah, not in. Is that correct? Okay. Because yes. that's a big change. I thought the 13 was one of the likely favorites. So I did this – I'd say I did this before the scratches. So I'm going to go four, six, seven. With one, four, six, eight, nine, with three, five, with five, six, eleven, with five, twelve in the last for ninety dollars. Uh, I think the first two races are difficult, Paul. I, I will probably use your time here in the second leg. I'll go back and watch that replay. I've got the what I think are somewhat obvious. I'm, I'm not using Chad in the in the turf sprint maiden. If the eight wins, the eight beats me. And I wasn't using Muth, as you can see. So I'm a little bit disappointed there. I'm going 5, 6, 11. For me, that gets me out of that race, unless BU wins. And I just, I'm not so sure about that one. And I'm going to go a little, I'm not price shopping, but I'm going to use the Chad. And I'm going to use this this uh, bomb for, not bomb, but this 12 horse for Kelly Breen, who might just wire the field. I just don't like the 10 or the 11 in general, especially not the 11 who might easily win. But I have some reservations about the 11 in the last race. Paul Halloran, as I bring up our uh, final banner here, just to wrap up the show, uh, my friend, it's been awesome. This has just been a, a great meet. We have two shows coming up Wednesday night, Ben and Boozen with a little NFL talk at the end, along with, of course, horse racing conversation. If you've never watched Ben and Boozen, please check it out. Great handicapping show. They have a lot of fun Wednesday nights. A little later, 9 p.m. Eastern. And then around Matt Bernier talking Kentucky Downs at 8 p.m. Eastern this Thursday. But, Paul, my friend, it's been a pleasure to have you on. You've been on the most with me for these Saratoga Today shows. You've also been with me the most at Saratoga. We're going to miss it, but it will be back in 2024. And possibly, Paul, do you know what the first race of Saratoga might be in 2024? Yeah, the Belmont Stakes. It might be. The Belmont might be at Saratoga next year. That is going to be fascinating. Have you heard anything about that, by the way, to wrap up the show? Yes, a little bit, because uh, when I stayed oh. at uh, – I stayed at uh, – on Travis Weekend the last two years, I've stayed at a wonderful B&B &B called the Circular Manor, if you're ever looking for a tremendous B&B &B on Circular Street a mile from the track. Uh, speaking of the owners, uh, Michelle and Dieter, uh, and, you know, there's a buzz among the businesses up there, obviously. Oh. A lot depends. It depends on the Belmont construction okay. uh, timeline. I would say, Howard, almost certainly it will be there one of the next two years and right. maybe two of the next three. Uh, the original plan, yeah. I think, was 25. But uh, if they can get the if, if they're where they want to be at Belmont, uh, you know, they, they very possibly could move next year's Belmont up there. It's going to be, you know, again, I, this is an opinion, not, no one's told me this definitely, but I would bet a lot of money it's going to be there versus Aqueduct. You know, it's too good of an idea. A three-day festival meet up in Saratoga, come in, run maybe four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, get out. Uh, who doesn't want to go to Saratoga in June? I, Howard, will be there if they run the Belmont Stakes at Saratoga. I'm going to close out this show with some great comments from our viewers. The live chat's been awesome. Les, Les Mildenberg, sorry. Spot closing day. 
uh, enough with them having too much of my money. I get you. It can be frustrating. Derek, 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 thanks for all, all of your amazing insight during this toga meet. Also, it was a pleasure meeting uh, you both. Yes, we met Derek in the meet and greet. Derek, yep. it was a pleasure to meet you and your friends. Nice to have a beverage with Derek at the uh, at the um, paddock, the paddock bar, I believe it's called, right? The Jim, we were in the Jim Dandy, I believe. Well, no, but, but the, the one that's by the paddock, I, I oh, yes. by there also. Yeah. Yes. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Richard Avalar, thank you for everything. Good luck and God bless. Thank you, uh, Richard. Anyway, fantastic from everyone. It's been a great meet, Paul. We want to wish everyone a happy Labor Day as well, of course. And good luck with your bets at Saratoga on closing day. Crush your bets at Saratoga. This has been Saratoga Today with my co-host, Paul Halloran. I've been Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a great day. Bye-bye.